Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Friday. I hope that you have had the most amazing week. This has been a good week and I can't wait to share with you why. If this is your first time tuning into Conversations with Toy, welcome. Welcome to this space. We talk about self-care, mental health, what's happening in these internet streets, things that may be happening in the nation and or Philadelphia, we have you covered. And I say we, but it's really just me. And I am Toy of Conversations with Toy. I am also a blog uh, blogger. And if you want to follow the blog, which is going to give you so much good content about anxiety, learning how to live with anxiety, getting out in this world and still living your best life, regardless of all the hiccups you may endure. It's for parents, it's for singles, it's for divorce, it's for everybody. There's something for everybody on that blog. Follow along at Toy Time. That's T-O-I-T-I-M-E dot org. That is toytime.org. Well, I said I had a good week. Now, before I say what my how my week went, let me just say it wasn't about anything big happening. It wasn't about, you know, all kinds of things going down. I think it just, I don't even think, I know that it was mostly just about taking care of myself this week, taking care of myself. And it's important that we take care of ourselves. Sometimes I feel like we are trying to convince ourselves that it's a good idea to be healthy. It's a good idea to have a good mindset. And let me just tell you, if you've been listening to the last few weeks, I haven't had the best few weeks. The best, these last few weeks have been trying. I've had some failings and just trying to take care of my mental health. However, I preface that by saying just like life, all things do turn. And with that being said, this week has been so much better. I am finally, finally regulated with my medication that I am taking. If you have ever taken some type of mental health or some type of mental um, you've had some type of mental health issue and you or not even an issue, but just something that you're dealing with and you've ever had to take medication. There is so much stigma with taking medication, especially in the black community. People will tell you, you don't need that. You must not have enough faith. You're not trying hard enough. That's something for white people. That is a lie. That is a whole entire lie. First of all, medication does not make you weak. If you had a headache, and it was so unbearing and it was just the worst headache you've ever had, you would go ahead and take some Tylenol or ibuprofen, right? If you had the worst stomach ache that you've ever had in your whole life and you felt like you weren't getting a relief, I would hope that you would go see your doctor or take something for that. Well, mental health is the same exact way. So I am here to bust that stigma all the way out by saying that taking medication, if you need it, even if it's for a short period of time, do that. Make sure that one is prescribed by a doctor or psychiatrist. Do not take some of your friend's medication telling yourself that it's going to be okay. Don't do it. Take the medication that is prescribed to you. 
Also, for those who may be starting a medication, let me be very honest with you and say, do your research before you talk to your doctor or psychiatrist. Be willing to listen to their suggestions, but make sure you take charge of your health. When I decided to get on medication, I was very clear that I didn't want anything to alter my wonderful personality. I didn't want to feel like vegetated. I didn't want to feel like I was too sleepy or I was too drowsy or too groggy. I didn't want anything to take away my sex drive. Yes, I didn't want anything to take away my sex drive. And we're not going to get into that, but it is what it is. And as women, we are, it's normal to just have a sex drive. And so don't let nobody tell you that you can't. So I didn't want anything messing with that. I didn't want anything to make me groggy. I didn't want anything that would cause like a huge stomach issues or cause my hair to fall out or anything like that. And so I researched and I found what works for me. I gave it a few weeks to see how it is doing. And I can report back that I am doing so much better. You might even hear it in my voice. Um, the joy that I just feel like I feel like confident. I feel strong. I feel all the things that I should be feeling when you're taking care of yourself. So anyone who's listening to the sound of my wonderful voice and you have been struggling and debating, should you, or should you not do not be deceived and think that this decision just came on. I decided, okay, that's what I'm going to do. And it didn't come with some thought. I was on medication before when I was dealing with postpartum depression and with dealing with that postpartum depression, I also felt that I was, um, that my husband had betrayed me when I had taken it. And if you want to hear that story, go listen to store love S T O R R love for any couple that is dealing with one person having a mental health issue and the other person not, or showing their signs of it. That is a perfect episode to listen to. And in the episode, I talk very candid about how my husband told other people um, that I was on medication. I didn't like that. I was very hurt. I was very broken. I felt super ashamed. It wasn't, in my opinion, a conversation that was just like, you know, she's taking that and let's like uplift her in prayer. It felt like I was being made fun of. It felt like he wasn't, he didn't have my back. It felt like he wasn't a partner. And he has heard this before. We have had these conversations. We've gone to counseling and therapy. We've done all the things that we needed to do, but I also have to do what's also best for me. And so now I've taken the, the opportunity to say for myself, if this is what I need, however long I may need it, I'm going to do it because I want to find myself the most healthiest that I can be. I want to be around my children as best as I can be. I want to show up for me. I want to show up for my business. I want to show up for all the things as clear as I possibly can. So now that I'm telling it, it don't matter if somebody is making fun of me, right? doesn't matter if somebody is whispering behind me because while they're whispering, my mindset is getting nice and clear. And while they're whispering and making fun of me, should that happen? I'm doing what I need to do that's going to help me to become better. I often find the people who talk the most about something that they don't understand are the, probably the people that need it the most. Now you apply that word however you choose to apply it, but I guarantee you that it's true. Now there's some things that are happening in the internet streets that I want to just briefly touch on. And that is with Black China. Now we have all seen and heard about Black China. She has a child with Rob Kardashian, you know, the infamous Kardashians, but she's been making some changes lately. She got baptized. She's taken the face fillers out of her face. She's taken some of those things in her bud and all kind of carrying on. And let me just say, you know, her mother, Tokyo, um, her mother 
is a pre- is pretty problematic to me. Now I don't want to talk about nobody's mama, but what I will say is that she she's coming off very to- uh, toxic to me. Um, even if my child or I myself was making changes that I felt was going to be helpful to my health, right? Let's say that Black China is making all these changes as her mother has said and has alluded to that she's changing because of her health. What if that was the case, right? Do you know how many times I've had, to be honest with you, the best times I've had a full transformation in my life is when my health has been in jeopardy. Now, I'm not telling you to be unhealthy and then make a change and then decide then. You obviously should be making changes all around. But I will say is that sometimes at the my hardest hits in life have been where my health has been in jeopardy. So even if Black China, Angela, as I like, I want to call her, because she is definitely turning into a, listen, she was already a beautiful woman, but you could just see a different light on her. And I'm here for that. So I don't understand why the blogs, I don't know why the social media, I don't even know why her own mother is doing the most to continue to berate her or talk down on her. I've seen a lot of people who are in support of her. Like, I don't understand why you, anybody wouldn't want to see her be her best self or you're, you're on your own. Like, I would want you to be your best self and I don't even know you. I want you to be your best self. So with that being said, and with that being done, let that woman do what she needs to do. We all are going to reach some type of plateau where we have to make a decision whether we're going to do one thing or uh, or another. We got to make sure that when it comes time, our anchor holds. Like, I don't want to live an unhealthy life to the point where I'm so ashamed that what I've done that I stopped myself from growing, right? At least that's not for me. I want to continue to grow as I most possibly can. So I just wanted to give a shout out because I see that. I see all the changes that's happening with Angela, aka Black China, and I love that. This week has been great. Again, not just with the the medication and getting my mental health together, but just the peace. I have been knocking out work and getting stuff done and being productive and really using my time wisely. And I was having a conversation with my best friend and well, I have a several of them, but one of them. And we were just talking about pulling back. I am going to start pulling back, not on the podcast, not on the blog, but some of the social events that I have been attending. If you follow me on the blog and you follow me on social media as Toy Time Blog, you would be aware that I am usually, if it's something's happening, I'm usually there, right? And it's a great thing to be invited to the table, right? I love it. However, I have just noticed the need to cut back. So I'm not saying yes to every invitation that comes my way. I am not saying yes, even if I have the space to accommodate. I am allowing at least two to three days a week on my schedule where I do not have to be somewhere being dressed up to be anywhere, right? Now, why am I saying that? Because sometimes when you get invited to something, you're so excited about the invitation that you'll say yes. You look at your schedule and you see that there's nothing there, so you'll put something on the calendar. I want to preface that you try to balance whatever that may look like for you and don't say yes to everything. So I'm going to be pulling back to any PR that's listening. I love you. I have no issues with anybody, but I am going to be pulling back. I'm not saying yes to everything. Um, I'm going to do what's best for me. Now I have been putting on my calendar prior to like three to four days in a month. Think about that. Let's say it's a 30 days in a calendar. 
four days out of that whole 30 days was days where I was like, I'm not doing anything. But what I decided and what I saw after now I've been taking care of myself and really getting myself together, I need more than just those four days a month, right? I need downtime. I want time to sit with my kids and watch movies on a random Tuesday or a random show with them on a random Tuesday, right? I want time to sit and read a book on a random Thursday and not feel like there's an event I need to be there. There are going to be so many events that I'm going to be missing in these upcoming months. I've been very selective and I mean extremely selective about the things that I am taking on. And that's, you know, I'm going to finish out March, but I am telling you, April's looking real spotty and I love it. It's looking real spotty and I love it. I'm going to keep it that way. I'm going to enjoy that. I am here for it. So if you see me a little less in these streets, I am perfectly fine. I am perfectly okay. I am balancing. I am enjoying my life. I'm allowing me to have more self-care days. I'm enjoying myself to just allow myself to enjoy me days and spend time with my husband, my kids, just do all those things. And so that is what's happening. So that is really why my week has been great. Just getting focused, getting clear, making sure I take care of myself, take care of my family, also with my family, like not doing everything for them. My children are getting older and they are such a great help. I could not have asked for better children, honestly. My kids are amazing. However, my kids are getting older and I'm grateful that they are so helpful around the house and the things that they have to do. But there are certain things because I'll see something, I'll be like, I'll just pick that up. I'm leaving it right there on that floor and directing them to get it. Not yelling at them to get it, not making a big deal about getting it. Just simply pick this up. Now, if you know how parenting parenting can be for some of our parents, you know you have to say something more than once. I'm getting to the point where I'm not doing that. I may say it once, may even give you a second time, but by that third time, I'm just taking something that you love away right from you. Just taking it, cell phones, taking it until you can get your mind together where you can see some things, um, cutting out some of this extracurricular. I'm taking, right? Because I want you to hear, I want you to listen, and I want you to do. And I love that because I'm not going to be picking up behind able-bodied children, right? It's different when my children were so little, I did everything for them. Everything as parents do, right? This ain't no, I'm not no, you know, Houdini. I'm not some wonder. Every parent has to go through that phase. When your kids get to a certain age where they can do some things on their own, when they get to that age, when they can pick up, when they can do, when you can direct them and they can just go ahead and handle their business, then you got to let them do that because I got a child that's about to go into high school. I got to make sure she is ready for all the things. I want her to be able to take care of herself. I want her to be able to do the things that she needs for herself. I want her to be able to go into this next phase and have the things that she needs for herself. So I'm grateful for this week. So on today's episode, we have a treat. We are going to be interviewing Josh Breckenridge. He is a phenomenal actor. He's also a musician. So for all my music heads, he has music as well. But he's going to be playing in In the Woods, which is a Broadway production. It's coming here to the Kimmel Center in Philadelphia. Um, he's going to be playing Cinderella's father and a puppeteer. Some of the other things that he's been in was Come From Away, which I just saw. The Scottsboro Boys, The Ritz, um, Save Tour, uh, The Book of Mormon, uh, Christmas in Connecticut, Dave, The Whipping Man, Tales of the City. He's been in films like Spirited, Finding Me, Truth. And on TV, he's been in American Rust, Blue Bloods, The Blacklist, FBI, BFA, 
all kinds of wonderful things. I really enjoyed this conversation, you know, outside of the accolades and the things that he's been doing with Broadway, outside of the things that he's done on TV, outside of the movies that he has been in. One of the things that I enjoyed about this particular conversation was just the fact that he was so honest and so real about self-care. He was so honest and so real about mental health. And I love that. I love that we can have black men that don't have a problem talking about their mental health in any capacity. But remember, he is also going to be playing in In the Woods here at the Kimmel Center in Philadelphia, April the 4th through the 9th at the Miller Theater. I cannot wait. I want you to tune into this conversation. I really want you to tune in. This was such a good conversation. We learned so much about his role um, how he's doing with touring. We talked about self-care, mental health. We talked about it all and as well as his music and listen, listen in. All right. Thank you. Conversations with toy family. Listen, I told you the month of March, we would have pretty much all kinds of guests come through. And today is no different. We have Josh Breckenridge. He's here. We're going to talk about into the woods. Now, if you hear that, and you're saying, what the heck? That's what we're going to fill in for you. It is an amazing play that is coming to the Kimmel Center here in Philadelphia, April 4th through the 9th, going to be playing at the Miller Theater. I must make that distinction because, you know, Kimmel has a lot of things happening. And so we want to not only encourage you to get to the show, we want you to bring people with you. One of the things that I really love about the theater, you know, is it opens up, it gets to see different parts of people's lives. You get to just see amazing acting. And I I've seen the show before, but not at the Kimmel. So I can't wait to see this. And we have Josh here. Josh, thank you for uh, being with us. Of course. Thank you, Toy, for having me. So let's talk about Into the Woods. Yes. Again, what can talk about like what the show is about and what people can expect? Yeah, well, if people are familiar with um, Stephen Sondheim's work, he is, uh, he was, um, you know, God rest his soul, he passed uh, fairly recently, but he is like a pioneer and one of the, if not the most uh, uh, respected and adored uh, composers, uh, lyricist, writer um, in the musical theater. And um, this show is one of my favorites of his. It's often everyone's. Uh, it's called Into the Woods, as you said. And uh, even if you're not familiar with his style of 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 writing, uh, you'll know these characters. There's Little Red Riding Hood and the Big Bad Wolf and Granny and uh, Witch, Baker's Wife, Cinderella, Princes, all that stuff. And um, and so what he um, and James Lapine, the book writer, have have done years ago in the I believe the late '80s when it, is when it was um, created, have um, uh, compiled together these old uh, Brothers Grimm's. Uh, stories and uh basically set it in the woods each one of these characters is out on a journey on a venture to to find to get their wish um to get the thing that they need which is very very actory <laughs> we all always need a need in acting right or an objective so that makes it for you know a, a very um uh, engaging uh, palatable exciting experience and um Every production that I've seen has been um, incredible, and, and this one is is uh, is no exception. It's it's truly a fantastic production that we have in our hands, and I'm excited for people, um, the country over to see it, but uh, specifically in Philly. 
Yes, that is true. Now, yeah. it's, it's really like, a again, I've seen the show before, not this one with the Kimmel, but it is a yes. beautiful mashup of like characters that people have grown up with. And yes. what I like about the show is that, again, you will, and I say you, and that's my listeners, you're going to find yourself in the show somewhere. Because every time I've mm. seen it, I've seen it multiple times. And every time I've seen it, I've saw myself different ways at different characters, just depending on how it's acted. And so... I find that even the needs that the characters are looking for are somewhere still the same needs that we have in real life too. Absolutely. And I think that this production specifically uh, puts the humanity and the storytelling and the, the, you know, the music and lyrics at the forefront, you know, it's, um, it's really, you really focus on the story itself instead of any elaborate, you know, crazy set dressings. It's just about the story. And, um, we love that it forces people to think and listen and um and you're right about the different um different needs and finding yourself as an audience member in each character that you know if you're a, if you identify as as female there's a there's some beautiful um female driven stories and arcs in this in the show and children finding their way and older characters and regret and child abandonment and and <laughs> and uh you know, uh, royalty coming in rags to riches stories, all all of the above and and more. And um, and partly I think that's partly why this show has been so successful over the years is, like you said, it's very relatable in addition to being entertaining. I remember the one time I saw it, there was a, a gentleman. There was a space in between me. I had my oldest daughter on the right of me and it was a space in between me on the left. And this mm. man was crying. Oh, wow. <laughs> he was like crying at the end. And I, I felt for him because I was like, listen, I, there, I don't know what he got out of that, but it, I'm not telling you you have to cry. Listen. You're going to, but I am telling you that it is going to pull on different things. And especially if you've been through anything, it's going to pull. And that man was crying. We were all trying to console him. But he said, because, <laughs> you know, you can't see people crying and then just ignore them. Like you, right. you feel that, that, and, yeah. that energy. Even with strangers. Yeah, it's sometimes... Uh, this show is so varied that it, I think without a doubt, it's right on time for everyone in the audience in some way, in some moment, they'll probably get a jolt of, you know, wow, that's, that's me, or that's what I've been going through. And the story is full of lessons that way. So I think that's why it can also be emotional is it is just opening up the box of possibilities and ask a bunch of questions of each character and also the audience in turn. Um, and ultimately, you know, this, uh, one of the songs that the show, you know, basically concludes with is children will listen. Mm-hmm. And, that was my favorite and, part. Yeah. And it, the lyrics are so, and I think they're always going to be relative, you know, relevant, excuse me. Um, and I, I, it, it just hits home for a lot of people, whether you're a child yourself whether you're a parent, which a lot, you know, a lot of us are, or, or, you know, an aunt, an uncle, whatever, you know, you got to be carefully taught is another phrase in the musical theater. And that's kind of, it reminds me of this moment, which is like, children will listen, be careful what you say. So true. So, and that, that part, the parable. I tell you, yeah. everybody that's listening, pay attention. You won't even yeah. help us pay attention, but pay attention to that particular part. It's, it's, Absolutely. it's wild. Um, let's talk about your character because you are Cinderella's father. Correct. And you're also the puppeteer. Yeah. Yeah. So this show, um, has done 
something a little different than previous productions in that they've um there are two puppeteers actually i'm one of two um actors who uh have the the job of bringing like the giant uh, to life visually mm -hmm. and uh the witch's mother at a certain point not to give away too much um and cinderella's birds and there's another mm, actor yes. who's in charge of milky white the cow so mm. it really is a really interesting visual aspect and um um and the puppetry the 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 design is is incredible um it's really it's it's an undertaking when i saw the show at first i was like ah oh, yeah i got that that's easy but it's it's a lot the puppets are heavy in some regards the the you want to get it right and make it look like natural birds in flight a human stepping it's so funny how we had to break down the beats of this puppetry to make these objects appear to be depicting life in some way whether it's a, a human a, a giant a, a, an animal um and uh and we had like a boot camp in a way and something that we always focus on as far as the puppeteering is concerned is um breath um uh mobility and and focus all those three things are what help to give the puppet that you're um utilizing that you're that you're working with give it life um and not just be an inanimate object that this person is is playing with it actually you feel your breath through it and the audience believes that that is something um something real so yes so the puppeteer that's that's and actually it was what was it? Uh, World Puppet Day. Mm. <laughs> the other day we did a little yeah. photo shoot to 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 jump on that. Um, so that was an honor. I think next month there's like National Puppetry Day or something. So hopefully we'll do something for that as well. Uh, mm. But yes, I also play Cinderella's father, um, who historically uh, is kind of like a you know a story device in a way. He's not he's not the largest of of roles or, or, um, or people in Cinderella's life. And no matter what version of Cinderella we've seen, and there's been so many, but um, he's very necessary in that he, without him, she wouldn't have the stepmother and stepsisters that, that cause her all the turmoil and, and, you know, bring the drama to her specific story. So um, I, in, in crafting him and trying to see what he's about, how he ticks, how he moves, um, I found it, interesting that he is he's privy to everything that is happening under that roof under cinderella's house um in the show she says my my father's house was a nightmare uh because she was tormented by these you know stepmother and stepsister and yet the dad is there and and does nothing so for me that uh that bothered me and i was like what how can i you know because uh, in the, a lot of the stories, when you look up, I looked up a lot of versions of this of Cinderella story, and they always, for the most part, depict him as as loving and loving his daughter and very attentive and and all of that. So I was like, he needs to be distracted somehow. There's there's no way that that dad would not see that stuff going on under that roof and and do something if he truly loved his baby. So I've definitely layered a um, an air of. Uh, drunkenness to him <laughs> he is a uh he is the 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 town drunk he has found he's found his escape from his current his situation you know right. they both have lost cinderella lost her mother 
he lost his wife. I think that sent him in a downward spiral and, you know, we all self-medicate in some ways. And I think mm -hmm. it's to his, his detriment. And I think that that adds a layer of, of color to the, to her story and to the story in general. Um, and yeah, there's even a line that he has in the show that is uh, the closer to the family, the closer to the wine. <laughs> so there was my, you know, green light for that idea, um, <laughs> how to how to craft that character as well. But uh, yeah, that's 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 Cinderella's father, and he's kind of littered throughout the show um, as kind of that parental reminder. And and when I'm not playing him, I'm one of uh, the puppeteers, as you mentioned before bringing life to these puppets and um, and contributing to the the community of the show as a whole. How has it been for you to tour? Because, you know, this show is one of the most, I won't say the most, but it's one of those well-known productions. And now you guys are touring. How has touring been for you? It's been great. I've toured once before. I toured with the first national tour of the Book of Mormon. Um, and you know that uh, much like this it was the first um iteration uh, first version of the broadway production besides the broadway production you know what i'm saying so it was right. the first chance for people across the country to see this this hit of a show um both with book of mormon and um into the woods and so i'm much like that experience prior to, to this i'm experiencing that you know we're rock stars out here people are, are hungry for the show people are seeing it again, you know, folks that saw it in New York or people have been waiting for the chance for it to come to them. So I, I'm excited to be a part of all that and that energy. Um, Philly's gonna have to bring it because Boston has been incredible. DC was good, they're a little more reserved and and intellectual about their, uh, how they view uh, theater, I think, in my experience working there. Um, and uh, Buffalo, which was our first city, they were, they were, amazing as well because they uh you know we started we opened there and i think they had a little bit of pride about that a lot of shows um start there so but uh but yeah boston has so far been number one i think in crowd response so i'm saying philly i heard be quiet I heard now i heard that challenges <laughs> were talking so do not let we're not yes. philly y'all know how we yeah. do we're very competitive as you know so I know. let's use that yeah. sports energy and switch over to theater because I, you know, I love a good challenge. If you challenge me, I'm gonna be there. I'm, I, I answer all yeah. challenges. And listen, theater is not uh, unlike sports in that you're you're watching an event, you're watching um, a beginning, middle, and end, a, an objective for you know the team wants to win the game. The the actors or the storytellers want to you know win the moment and get the dream and. Um, I think there's a lot of similarities, actually, especially uh, with us as actors as we craft roles and find stakes in, in, in all that actor jargon. <laughs> um, but no, oh, to answer it, long way of answering your question, uh, tour has been great. Uh, I have my dog on the road with me. Uh, he's been a little homesick, but, you know, he's made it a little, little hard because I'm having to walk him like three or four times a day just to make sure he's content. <laughs> so that... Yeah, but he's keeping me com comfortable and um, yeah, I'm enjoying just revisiting some cities that I've already been to and and um, excited to explore some that I that I haven't. That's had amazing. That's yeah. amazing. So again, I had stress. Everyone is listening. Again, they are coming the 4th 
through the knife. Make sure that you get your tickets on Kimmel. Um, you always know yes. how I do. I will make sure that those links are in the show links because we, you know, in the in the show notes because we want you to get your ticket. So you don't have any excuse. You have literally no excuse <laughs> not to be in the building. I know I will be there. I'm going to figure out which kid I'm bringing. Um, I even bring it. Yeah. I even bring them all. Um, they've seen it before, so I want them to. I always want them to see different productions, even if it's the same one. Like it's always going to be new, no matter who is doing it. Yeah, and educational. Um, yes, but you're also an artist, so let's talk about that. I am. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. As a singer, actor, dancer, you know, I went to school in the University of Cincinnati for theater and. That is, um, that was the main drive, but I've always loved writing. And um, in high school, I was a part of a a boy band. I'm, I'm displaying my age. Yeah, we were called Infinite, but like with the little infinity symbol. Yeah. Oh, y'all trying to be a prince moment. Y'all trying, trying to be, be like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a lot. But I was the, the, the writer for the group. And, um, you know, that ended up not really that ended up petering out as people left for school and this and that. But um, but I I wrote little in college. And then once the pandemic hit, uh, I much like a lot of my my peers and folks that are artists, you know, everyone kind of left New York or, um, you know, went went home to family. And I kind of thought, what can I do to fill this time? I don't you know, Broadway shut down March 12th and we didn't know what was going to uh, you know, when, when we be back. So right. it's a huge question mark. So I said, you know what, this might be a time to utilize, um, you know, it might be good to utilize this moment in time and, and uh, exercise some of my other loves. Uh, so one of which is interior design and one of which, which is, um, is songwriting. And I thought, let me just see what comes naturally first. And I started writing and within a few months, actually within two months, I had a, a full album's worth of, of, of songs of material and um uh, started putting up little videos on my my instagram my facebook of me and my ukulele um, <laughs> humble beginnings with like simple chords and um one of my friends uh, who i worked with in years past said josh let me know when you really want to get serious about this i i got a proposition for you and i said oh, okay wrote 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 some more and then i said hey what um yeah what was up? that right <laughs> and they they uh, are a gift from heaven and and someone who wanted to give back in in a way and ended up being uh my blessing and funded my entire you know musical album venture and i got to record in a professional studio um, half of my album I recorded actually in my parents' RV, which I was staying in oh, wow, okay. <laughs> during the pandemic. Yeah, I bought, uh, you know, I went to like bnh.com and got all the speakers and, you know, uh, materials and things that I needed to to record um, some really top-notch equipment and and did it there and also flew to uh, New Jersey where I, I recorded the rest of it. And yeah, had four music videos. Um, my artist's name is Jay. Jay Breckenridge, um, and uh, yeah, I, I've it's been a great, great time. A bunch of streams online, um, as I said, some some really awesome music videos, and I'm proud of that that work and that moment in time. Will I continue down that road? We'll see. It, the only reason that that came to fruition is because I had the time to do, to do it. Right. So um, I think a lot of people, folks, will agree as as unfortunate and horrendous as the pandemic was. Um, it did allow for some time for, for people to 
venture out and see what else was up their sleeves or take a break or, you know, or all of it. So I, I'm grateful for that time. But yeah, if people want to check me out, J.Breckenridge on anywhere that you listen to music, any platform. All right. Well, you heard it first. So again, we are going to make sure that we again put that link in the show notes so you don't have to, you know, you may be on your treadmill doing your thing. You don't have to worry about it. We got you. <laughs> um, let's talk about self-care. What do you do for self-care? Yeah, self-care is very important. Um, physical self-care, uh, th this show, as I mentioned before, with the puppets, it's it's an undertaking. It's more It's more than I, I thought I would be doing physically. So stretching every day is really important. I work out about three, four times a week. Um, not only does it keep me in physical shape, but it keeps me mentally um, sound and focused. And as a singer, it opens up the lungs. It gets me ready to perform. So uh, working out, um, you know, three, four times a week is important. Um, meditation. I have some meditation apps that I use that are very helpful to calm nerves, to get me centered, to, you know, it can, my dog will tell you, it can get very stressful <laughs> on the road, not knowing you know, what your hotel room is going to be like, what the atmosphere is going to be like, is the city dangerous, is the is the vibe, whatever. And so right. the, the the meditation can help to center and ground and, and get me to that place. Uh, I also have a therapist. I strongly believe in, in therapy. I think we all need someone to talk to. Um, had one before the tour, but, um, but being able to talk to them once a week and get stuff off my chest and, um, you know, it's it's very important to to keep the sanity <laughs> so i would I say like yes yeah physical um you know gym stretching meditation also um therapy are, are very important and water <laughs> drinking a bunch of water staying hydrated yeah my cup right next to me yes yes so um yeah i'm sure i'm leaving other stuff out but um those are some some definite musts in in self care for me I love that. And so anyone that's listening, you know that this podcast is always about mental health and wellness. And we're always going to talk about that no matter what episode we have. And I'm always going to encourage you to seek help if you need it. Um, I, you already know from listening to the show that I go to a therapist at least once or so a week. Um, and sometimes more things happen and things come up because that's what they're there for. You're there to have somebody else to help you through your hard times because you're not alone. And so I'm, I'm grateful that you said that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, beautifully you know, said. Encourage more people. I'm I'm here for that. I love that. Well, and and specifically in our community, you know, as as African Americans, at least that you know, you and I, I don't know if that's largely your your listener base or not, but um, I know there's a lot of us in Philly. Yes, there is. <laughs> so for people out there that are <laughs> listening, I, it's often like a stigma, you know, that it's a it's considered a weakness to get therapy or or that's other people's problems or. You know, um, and I'll tell you, it's it is a human universal need. And the longer that we put off seeking that help, the the more things, you know, I'm probably preaching to the choir and stuff that people already know. But the, the more we build up and that's when we have our explosive moments that can be not helpful <laughs> yeah, and not not conducive to to you know healthy relationships whether it's a husband wife partner whatever um or family member or or what have you i just recently convinced my mom to finally uh get a therapist my my dad passed away um four years ago very suddenly um it shocked 
my whole family, you know, to its core. Um, and, you know, my mom was just about ready to retire. So was my dad. And so they built this life together and mm -hmm. additions to the home and all this stuff so they can live it. And she doesn't have him to live it with anymore. And every things that she sees around the house is a painful reminder of, of what is now gone. And to be able to take that on mentally and emotionally herself is insane. And I, you know, and I, and I really, I tried to push that. Um, I tried to, to awaken her um, to the possibility of having someone else to talk to, to get through these moments. So it might not always be a death in the family or something else it might be a more, you know, trivial uh, inconvenience or, or moment, but there's always a, a need to talk to somebody and, and anybody out there listening, you should not be afraid or embarrassed to do so. Absolutely. And I'm glad so. that you, yes. And I, I, I second <laughs> yeah. that. Um, I'm glad you were able to get your mom because, you know, the older generation, our moms, grandparents, yeah. they are, that's Dads. not something that is normal for them. Like our kids and our generation, our kids, it's normal for them because they're always hearing it. But yeah. for me and our parents, our grandparents, that was First of all, you were told not to tell nobody your business. That's first of all. So right. <laughs> when you tell people your business, then it becomes a thing. And, you know, that stigma of not saying anything and holding everything in and being strong because you have to show that you're strong by taking on everything possible. And if you show your strength, then you get like some type of silent badge of honor. But it's not. No. And we always. Yeah. Beautifully said that that's absolutely true. And and we've always, you know, historically had so much other crap going on that it's like i don't need to show another layer of weakness i gotta you know we have we've come from so much why am i gonna you know why am i gonna show a a a, a kink in the chain uh you know um a weakness and i'll say to my my brothers out there the my black men listening um you know it's i think it's in general worse for us that's that stigma again of of the male mystique and what we are and and what we need to be and you know everything my dad kind of um lived by and i know i'm not alone uh it's 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 dumb yes <laughs> i mean there's something to. to it we should be strong and 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 masculine and all the things but you can also be everything vulnerable. opposite of that and, and vulnerable and and it doesn't have to do with with sexuality or or anything that makes you less of a human being. Um, I love that video that the, those videos that came out on uh, TikTok a little bit ago of, of black men frolicking. Did you oh see that? yes, that was a whole movement. I love that. A whole movement like that was so beautiful to see and just and people like saying I don't care. So, anyways, it's I know it's hard. It's easier said than done. Right. But. Um, that's something I'm really passionate about. Like it's, it's a different world and we're getting closer and closer to, I think what, you know, God and the universe and, you know, what we're intended to be, which is just all love all the time, you know, shrug off all the negativity. silly, you know, negativity and, and um, backwards thinking that a lot of us have grown up with and just say yes to love. Yes to light. Yes to, to everything good. And you'll see some of those themes in Into the Woods. Very true. Coming to Philly. Very true. <laughs> yes, circle. it's coming to the Kimmel Center, guys, <laughs> April 4th through the 9th. I will have not only we're going to have 
Josh's website so you can see his music on his website, get all the things. Not yes. only will I make sure you have that, but of course, I'm going to make sure you have the actual link for you to get your tickets because it's important for you to see this production come to life. If you've never seen it, like I've seen it before and I'm excited still to see it again. If you've never mm -hmm. seen it before, you want to see what it's all about. I want to encourage you, Philly, do not let this challenge go unnoticed. You heard it first. <laughs> Let's get our butts in those seats and let's make sure we bring that good energy because although there are some good underlining um, things that are brought up to front, it's still a fun production. And it's funny. Right. People laugh more than they think they would. It's very funny. That's so, true. Y'all going to like it. You're going to love it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Josh, for being a part of Conversations with Toy, talking about In the Woods. Not only that, I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation about self-care and Black men and, and wellness. Listen, I love that. So thank you for sharing. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you as always for joining me and I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.